unofficially it's DNR Day in South Carolina. How's that? <laughs> and we thank you all for being here. We got the uh, five documents to go through. And uh, Emily, you can come on up now. And we'll get ready for 5066. And you can give us the quick or the long version, either <laughs> one you prefer. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yes, Ross Self is away at a meeting this week, so you guys are stuck with me. So just a clarification, our state lakes are not the large reservoirs that most people think about. They are small impoundments we have across the state. Some are leased, some are owned. Um, and so we're just making some minor changes. The, major, um, the majority of our state lakes will see just a clarification that the brim limit includes red breast sunfish, um, just so people aren't getting them confused. Um, in Lake Cherokee and several others, we're reducing the bass limit. I mean, we're increasing the bass limit from five to three. Um, and then there's also a couple of areas we're increasing the catfish limit to five from three. And most of what you see there is us trying to keep that fisheries population in balance so that there's the right number of bass, there's the right number of brim, there's the right number of catfish um, so they don't get out of whack. Um, the other pretty significant change is Lake Paul Wallace. Um, we are looking at providing a closure of the boating side of Lake Paul Wallace to be open from only one half hour before sunrise to one half hour after sunset. And that is at the request of the Lake Paul Wallace Authority, which actually manages that property. So, um, and it also allows for a modification, as I said, in the harvest of um, catfish to go from three to five. Um, and then at Webb Center, we actually have a couple of lakes at Webb Center. The neighboring property is Hamilton Ridge. So we're going to close fishing on the lakes at Webb Center so that we can do some pretty significant renovations. The fishery there is not the quality we would like for it to be, but we're going to open up Dunn's Pond, which is on the neighboring property there at Hamilton Ridge, and is actually a better fishing opportunity for our constituents. Um, that hits the majority of um, the changes, but I'm happy to answer any questions. Well, I think a lot of people will be happy to hear much of that. Is there any hidden stuff that we would be unhappy with? There any, <laughs> is there anybody unhappy with these changes? Not that I have heard. Well, that's, that's good news. Uh, any questions? You don't mind. Ms. McGarry. So, um, You'll be responsible for educating the fishermen at this point on all of this, is that correct? Yes, ma'am. So all of this will be in our rules and regulations, and then we also post these same regulations on our kiosk at the State Lakes. Great, thank you. My pleasure. Any other questions? All right, I'm looking for a motion to approve. So moved. We have a motion in the second, and you call the roll, please. Mr. Burns. Aye. Ms. McGarry. Aye. Mr. Huggins. Aye. All right, thank you, Emily. All right, Kevin, we're up and ready. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I think um, we're gonna talk about some markers today, right? Yes, and I'm very I sorry this is not a repeal, but it is an amendment. We, we like repeals, but we understand everyone can't be a repeal. Yes, but this is an amend. This is, again, uh, like most, uh, I come before y'all with a result of our five-year review process and going through all of our regulations, uh, another cleanup. So this one is what uh, basically states that U.S. Army Corps of Engineers uh, regulatory markers or aids to navigation on Army Corps of Engineers lakes and the intercoastal waterway 
It adopts those markers as state aids to navigation or regulatory markers so that our officers can enforce them. So we are simply changing um, the wording in here to clarify that it is the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, uh, changing an old reference to the Wildlife and Marine Resources Department to SCDNR, uh, and striking the language on the Atlantic Intracoastal Waterway so that these apply to all of the lakes, uh, or all of the uh, Corps of Engineers areas. We had another reg that specified this on Lake Hartwell. We've already repealed that one, so that's the reason for striking that. I so we that. did have a repeal associated with this, yes, right? Yes, yes. So if I can get half credit. Ministerially speaking, right? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, any questions? I make a motion, please. We have a motion. Second. Got a second. Call the roll, please. Mr. Burns. Aye. Ms. McGarry. Aye. Mr. Huggins. Aye. All righty. All right, 5095. You'll state your name for the record. We'd appreciate it. And then you can tell us what 5095 is about. Sure. Um, Blake Kepler, Deputy Director for Marine Resources with DNR. Um, this regulation channel nets, um, it simply stipulates in regulation our long-standing practice of where channel nets are allowed to be used in the state. There's two areas, uh, one in the Winyaw Bay and one in the North Santee Bay. And these are the only two areas in the yes. state, right? Mm -hmm. Saltwater areas. Mm -hmm. And this represents no change in practice. It's, it's simply stipulating it in regulation. So I don't guess anybody's opposed to this then, right? I haven't heard of anything. Okay, any questions? Representative McGarry. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And these nets are for what purpose? Do they capture what? They capture shrimp. Okay. Everybody likes shrimp? Most everybody likes shrimp. <laughs> Any other questions? Okay, thank you for your presentation. We're looking for a motion. I like it. A second. And a second. Call the roll, please. Mr. Burns. Aye. Ms. McGarry. Aye. Mr. Huggins. Aye. See, things go really well on DNR day. Yeah, good. <laughs> You get me again for the next one, so I'll okay. just stay here. All righty. 5096. So, you may begin. Thank you. Okay. So this um, is uh, regarding the duration of commercial shellfish permits. So it would codify in regulation our sort of longstanding interpretation of when the five-year period of the permit duration begins, which would be that the first year of issuance, regardless of when in the year the permit is issued, would represent the first year of the permit. Well, it seems simple after you read it two or three times. I finally <laughs> understood it. After I worried Trey to death over here, I said, tell me this again. So now the light has come on. Any questions? Yes, ma'am. So are they prorated at that point? It's an application fee, so that is not prorated, but there is a lease fee associated with the shellfish grounds, which is prorated. Okay, great. Thank you. Any further questions? Any motions? Make a motion, Mr. Chair. Motion is second. Please call the roll. Mr. Burns. Aye. Ms. McGarry. Aye. Mr. Huggins. Aye. All right. 3-0, and, oh, and we'll go to the last one now. Right. You're in the barrel one more time, right? One more time. 
All right. Or so maybe I should say in the net. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and nets again. <laughs> um, very similar to the channel net regulation, this would stipulate the areas where gill nets may be used in the inshore salt waters. Um, there's one area in the Little River Inlet that is available for gill net use. And that's longstanding. This is no change, just codifying it in regulation. All righty. Nothing else in South Carolina except just below the state line, right? That's right. Any questions? Any comments? Okay. Can we make a motion? We have a motion. I have a second. We have a second, and we'll call the roll. Mr. Burns. Aye. Ms. McGarry. Aye. Mr. Huggins. Oh, it might not be a record, but it's close. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for your preparatory work. We appreciate you all paying attention to the regs and cleaning them up every five years. Not everybody does that, and I want you to know that uh, we're appreciative that you take time to do that and keep up with it. Thank you. This meeting's adjourned.